0: You are listening to All The Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia LZ Tuttle, and what a book, what a book, what a book, what a mighty good book. This is episode number 353 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi everyone! For those of you in places that acknowledge daylight saving time... I don't know how many more years I can handle of this. Every year seems to knock me further off my feet and I am struggling out here. We did manage to get some things done last weekend, like make more marshmallows for a friend's birthday. The marshmallow cools in a 13 by nine sheet pan before cutting it into cubes. So I thought it would be a clever idea to try to use a cookie cutter. We ended up with nine very large and very green marshmallows in the shape of Tyrannosaurus Rexes. The cookie cutter actually worked shockingly well, but the marshmallows are hilariously oversized. Our friend said they are going to attempt to stand one of them in a mug before filling it with hot chocolate. I'm still not tired of making marshmallows, but I'm getting the itch to do more baking and cooking. I recently received my first box of a bean subscription that I joined, and I've been on the waiting list for over four years for the spots for the subscription to open. So I screamed when the slots opened up, and now I have a box of six pounds of beans that I need to make. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Cooking beans for me is definitely an exercise in mindfulness. I touch each and every bean as I sort through them before soaking them and getting them prepped to simmer takes a bit of labor, but I think it's totally worth it. The Heirloom Beans Cookbook by Rancho Gordo takes the intimidation out of making beans and I'll totally link that in the show notes because I have become a bean enthusiast. But I'm not here to talk about cookbooks because I have some great backlist titles to recommend. Before I get to my backlist book picks, let's
1: hear from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Entangled Publishing's Red Tower Books, publisher of the smash hit Fourth Wing. You'll only cross these blades once in a page-turning new tale of revenge strategy and so many lies. Best-selling Red Tower Books is releasing its next year's read that will capture your imagination and keep you guessing until the end. May Corlin's Five Broken Blades tells an intricate high-stakes tale of five total strangers united in a plot that will test their strength, wits, and courage. Each has their reasons, all have secrets." But while it's easy to portray a stranger, it's not so simple to stab a friend or a lover, okay, in the back. Now these five blades must choose between vengeance and one another. Pick up five broken blades by Mae Corlin for a thrilling, adventurous tale filled with risk, romance, adventure, and Oh, so many lies. The relationships in it are complex and nuanced and involve everything from friends to enemies found in biological family and lovers and more. Thanks again to Entangled Publishing's Red Tower Books, publishers of the smash hit Fourth Wing for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Steve Aoki's Hero Quest at your local bookstore or online at heroquest.com. And catch Steve live on the Heavenly Hell Tour. Hero Quest is the graphic novel that is the story of a genetically augmented metahuman named Hero who travels into the multiverse 400 years into the future to save Earth from a disaster it cannot avoid. It has everything from mutants to robots to zombies to aliens witches and more it's a quest for ten rings of tremendous power from ten different worlds that will be needed to save our world from certain disaster it's an epic journey that will require the hero named hero to be cursed to save the lives of billions on earth it's a story of heroism wonder betrayal and finally revelation this is the hero's journey this is hero's quest so the story was imagined by the mind of Steve Aoki and written by New York Times bestselling author Jim Kruger and Steve Aoki. So make sure to check it out. And this episode comes thanks again to Steve Aoki's Quest at your local bookstore or online at HeroQuest.com and catch Steve live on the Heavenly Hell Tour. For my first pick, I have Creative Quest
0: by Amir Questlove-Thompson. So I've met a lot of people who have really strong opinions about creative advice, whether that be advice about writing or music or whatever the career or project might be. Some folks have advice that they swear by. Create daily, paint daily, write daily, whatever, and sometimes with the added layer of also doing it at the same time of day and building a habit. Some folks, I found, hate this. Their opinion is that being creative is so unique to each individual that all advice, in essence, is incredibly unhelpful at best and flat out bad at worst. Personally, I apply a some-many-most framework. Some people think creative advice is useless. Many people find value in creative advice. Most people can usually find at least one thing of value in a pile of creative advice. And this is why I tend to read books about creativity. I don't expect that every single thing in the book will be inspirational to me, but I expect to find at least a few things that I can identify with and apply to my own writing, music, cooking, etc. So this brings us to Creative Quest by Amir Thompson, a.k.a. Questlove. If you don't know who Questlove is, he is the co-founder of the music group The Roots, which is also the house band for The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Questlove is a drummer, a DJ, an author, a culinary entrepreneur, a designer. This man does not stop. A couple of quick warnings about this book, which was written a few years ago. He does use a couple of comedians as creativity examples. One of the comedians is a transphobe. The other is a rapist. So just I want to give that warning um, because I don't want you to be caught off guard when you listen to or read this book. Otherwise, I really enjoyed this book. He not only gives advice on being a creative, but he also explores what creativity means, how different people may define it, and has some great discussions on creativity inspired by other creative works. One thing he talks about that I don't read enough of in such advice books is the importance, again, for some people, of being an apprentice or having a mentor. A lot of people can benefit from that kind of relationship, and there is always such an emphasis on doing things on your own when creative community is important and nothing happens in a vacuum. Related is another idea he talks about, which is cultivating a network. Some people frown on the idea that it's not what you know, but who you know, and I honestly think it's a bit of both. Another thing the author spends a lot of time writing about is curation. Curation as an important part of the creative process and curation as creativity itself. I'm inspired to read that section again because there was a lot of good stuff in it. I do want to note that, given Questlove is a musician, there is definitely music throughout the audiobook, which can be an absolute cacophony of sound if you turn the speed up on your audiobook players like I do. I definitely recommend this book for fellow creatives and creative wannabes. It's Creative Quest by Amir Questlove-Thompson. For my second pick today, I have Displacement by Kiku Hughes. This young adult graphic novel was clearly inspired by Octavia E. Butler's Kindred. It is time travel historical fiction, though it is packed full of actual facts about how the U.S. government forced its own citizens into incarceration camps. Displacement is a self-insert story. Kiku imagines herself as a teen. She and her mother are visiting San Francisco. They live in Seattle. In San Francisco, they go to Japantown to try to find the home where Kiku's Japanese-American grandmother and her parents lived in the city in the Japantown neighborhood. They lived there before they were forced into an incarceration camp during World War II. At one point, Kiku's mother goes into the mall and Kiku gets sucked back into time for the first time. She describes it as displaced. Once she gets her bearings, she realizes she is seeing someone who might have been her grandmother having a violin recital. She's able to look around briefly before being shoved back into the present. We learn that Kiku and her mother don't really talk about Kiku's grandparents or her mother's upbringing very much. Her grandmother passed before she was born, and she never got to know her. Kiku knows very little about her grandmother's experiences. Kiku gets displaced another couple of times, again, back in time to her grandmother's experiences. Kiku ends up being in the same incarceration camp as her grandmother, who is 17, and great-grandparents. Kiku quickly realizes that there is so much she didn't know about this completely heinous act by the U.S. government, and she is learning it all firsthand. Personally, I learned nothing about this in school. The only reason I knew about the Japanese incarceration camps is because my grandmother's half-sister was forced into one. If a person was one-sixteenth Japanese or more, they were forced into a camp. My family was also in San Francisco, and it does make me wonder if they were sent to the same camp as Kiku's family. I also didn't know much more than that. As Kiku explores, there is so much shame around what happened, especially by the people who experienced it, and it doesn't get talked about in many families nor taught in schools. I didn't know that people protested within some of the camps, and that some folks refused to sign paperwork that they would join the U.S. military. I didn't know that there were a lot of differences of opinions between the older generations who immigrated from Japan and the younger generations who were born in the U.S. Reading this graphic novel was enraging on so many levels. The fact that this happened, the fact that this kind of awfulness continues to happen in different ways to different groups by the same government, the fact that I was taught so little about it. This graphic novel is so important. I really do love the artwork as well. The facial expressions in this are absolutely wonderful and perfect. It's Displacement by Kiku Hughes. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. A special thank you to my totally awesome audio editor, Jen Zink, and thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com, and don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com backslash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. Remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist, and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We sincerely appreciate your reviews, and your reviews help other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The Info file, as in the love of information, spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading.